Welcome to Boobays. Boobays, that's right. We're your host. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Joshua. And today we're here to talk to you about a third film. Not well, the, the not, sixth film. Right. But the third film. And I wish I could call it. Chronologically. I wish I could call it chapter three, but you can't even call it chapter three because the third film in the franchise that doesn't have anything to do with this part of the saga is called chapter three. So. That's unfortunate. It's a little bit confusing. And they had so much thought process in the other, like with connecting all of these films together. You think they could have connected the names a little bit better? Yeah. 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 I agree because it does get a little uh, muddled in the water. But um, we are talking about Insidious the Red Door, which is, you know, the completing chapter to the saga that we've been we're covering which was insidious one and two um this movie was just came out actually this year 2023 yeah so covering it new it's streaming on um amazon prime if you'd like to watch it um it does cost you a good 20 bucks to watch it yeah um, 19.99 but you know maybe give it another month and i'm sure that'll go down um but yeah it is directed by uh none other than mr patrick wilson in his directorial debut his first film he's ever uh directed <clears throat> and he is obviously um the star from the first and second installation playing josh lambert he is the what's the the patriarch right that's what you call him yeah the Patri- dad the dad of the family um and we essentially pick up 10 years after the last film which was insidious chapter two um and so uh yeah it's uh it's a it lot to dive into exactly where the second one ended yeah basically exactly. mm-hmm. right with them saying that's true yeah how you know uh, we you want to forget, forget mm-hmm. everything from the last year blah 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 which was a nice little recap in the event that you hadn't watched the second one immediately before this mm-hmm. it was like you're going to forget the whole last year of your life basically blah 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 you're going to forget the coma you're going to forget everything existed mm-hmm. and then it flashes to nine years later yeah and we are at grandma's funeral yeah i was like who's dead and then i was like oh shit it's lorraine yeah lorraine is dead oh uh, um, i liked her she was one of my favorite characters i felt like a missed opportunity to have her like die at some point in the middle of this film yeah maybe be a little more raise the like, stakes mm-hmm. a bit yeah that's pretty much what it or maybe her like in like how ooh, that's getting ahead but Later on, it seems like there might be some sort of sacrifice, but we don't get that sacrifice. You know which what part? Of yeah, that? yeah. It feels like maybe if we were to replace that moment earlier in the movie with a a harrowing moment from Grandma putting her life on the line to save them, yeah. essentially maybe would have somehow been. And, and her being reunited with Dad. Exactly, such a mm-hmm. felt opportunity where she'd be like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." Like you know, and he was like, "I failed okay, you. Sweetie. I like, failed you both." It was a different time. Nobody could have understood. You know. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah. Um, Anyways, call us up. We'll write the movies for you yet again. 
And so um, after the fact, though, you got to make it first and then we're going to watch it and then we're just going to tell you what you did wrong, (laughs) make it better. Um, And so we do have um, Dalton reading out of the Bible, I think is what it was. I don't know. It was so foreign to me. It did not sound like a scripture. (laughs) It was definitely, I feel like something I've heard before. Okay. Um, But I don't know. If it, it was from it, the Bible. It didn't get a Bible verse, but it looked like he was holding up a, a holy Bible. Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's what it is. This is also not reading a from something religious podcast. So what do we know? Um, and so we have. Um, <laughs> Dalton being moody AF. <laughs> For real, because what is it? Callie's like, I miss grandma. And mom is like, oh, grandma misses you too. And de- he's just like, dead people don't miss, miss anything. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Dalton. You were such a good little kid, and now you're like this. Come on. And already off the bat as well, we can tell that um, mom and dad are no longer together. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, are they divorced? Yeah. And then, yep, they sure were because they were like, oh, well, getting into the car and everything. And he was like, thanks for organizing this. Mm -hmm. And The conversation was very much like, we're not together, but you did something for me. Yeah. And even... um, you know, mom suggesting you should drive Dalton to school next week. And he kind of seemed out of the loop, you know, um, which I'm sure he did know. But he also has all these other reasons why he's cloudy minded and a bit forgetful. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he agrees. He's like, no, yeah, that, that sounds great. But um, I love how she also sees Carl and is like a bit like thrown off and is just like gets in the car and wants to leave. Yeah. Doesn't want to run into it's him. It's like she's trying to change the subject real fast. Mm-hmm. And she hops in the car but then carl walks right past josh Mm -hmm. and josh is like excuse me i know you sir who are you Mm -hmm. and grabs him and then is like i do i know you yeah and carl's like i knew your mother yeah i was a friend of your mom's um and josh is like it's funny like i feel like i should know you like you look very familiar and uh carl says that line of like uh well death seems to bring back memories death Um, floods the mind with memory that's right but it's always good to make new ones Yes. Mm-hmm. And then dad gets in the car. They part the, They part ways. Mm-hmm. Dad gets in the car and he's sitting there looking at texting Dalton, asking if he can drive him to school next week and is sitting there um, looking at a little baby video of Dalton and mm-hmm. stuff being like, oh, and which I didn't think was cute because why the fuck are you trying to keep your baby in the same in a dirty, dirty diaper? diaper? Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> you can see someone moving yeah. behind the car, getting closer and closer. And I'm assuming it was the dad. I think it was the dad. Yeah. Because yeah. it was the same orange mm-hmm. silhouette. Yeah. Color blurred out. Um, and so, yeah, it's getting closer and closer. He's texting uh, Dalton at this point, trying to be like, you know, hey, I, I want to take you to school. Dalton kind of reluctantly agrees and that's whenever we have um uh dad looking up again and the figure behind him is gone and we get a title card and i liked this title card much better than any of the other ones Hmm. Mm -hmm. it felt less forced Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was like okay and it felt again more mature Mm -hmm. um a matured version of this i feel that franchise time to think on it yeah and they were like oh maybe we shouldn't go and then we get so those, balls to the, the wall. And then we get the credits again, mm-hmm. um, like we got from the second one, very familiar. And the drawings. First one. <clears throat> um, we get to see the 
you know, uh, I fell asleep and then I flew away. Last night I watched myself sleep and then I flew away. We see that and then we watch Dalton's paintings and pictures mature over time mm -hmm. to kind of show us some scenes and stuff from, and images rather, from the past two films. Mm -hmm. We get, you know, we see him drawing the lipstick face demon. Yeah. Again, the same little one that had his little... Little boudoir, boudoir. Whatever you call yeah. it. Vanity. Vanity yeah. and um, the record player. player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, all these callbacks that we get from the first and second, that's not like an exact like recap, but references to the things that we did see um, in those first two. Um, and then we get a nice little lovely um, cut to dad and Dalton in the car and we're driving to school and yep. it's very awkward. Um, and of course, um, as soon as Dalton puts in his headphones, that's whenever dad wants to start talking to him. I can't, I hate when people start. That isn't, it seems like that's what always happens. It's like, I've not had my headphones in and the moment that I do, like people want to start like talking. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, got my headphones on. Um, but anyways, um, I digress, uh, helping, uh, we're getting on our way to school, um, Dalton's pretty moody with dad already and even like walking in into like whatever you call it the courtyard of school and like this dude's trying to pass Dalton like a flyer to a yeah uh, Dalton's being moody towards everyone yeah like mom texts him and stuff too and it's like how's it going and he writes terrible but then he deletes it and says fine yeah but then yeah like once he gets there the frat guy tries to hand him the poster or little flyer, flyer. and he's like just walks right past him i was like jesus christ dude yeah. that's you fucking... just said no thank you yeah yeah no, don't have to be a dick about it and even the dad is like oh nick the dick more like dalton the dick yeah nick was just stupid. dickhead dalton <laughs> um and i mean i don't know i guess nick was a dick too though <clears throat> He Rightfully so with Dalton, though. I guess you kind of grow up in a coma that you don't remember the whole year of, and then turns out you were actually getting chased by demons. Um, but yeah, and then um, I guess... Yeah, but he don't know that yet. I guess, but I mean, I feel like the same like how dad had effects as him being for now forgetful. <clears throat> Dalton had... Like moody effects. I don't know. Like yeah. he was just pissed off, I guess. Didn't um, know why. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then. And he's a teenager. It's true. So I'm assuming he's what, 19 at this point? Like 18, 19, yeah. Yeah. Because well, no, when you first go to college, I mean, I was 17 whenever. Well, he did say, I don't remember anything from when I was 10. Oh, that's true. So I guess he didn't miss a whole year of school. So he would be like 18, 19 right now. Yeah, going he to would college. be 19. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that makes sense. Since it said nine years later. And that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, you're right. Duh, I didn't even math. See, I'm so bad at math. And that was when he was 10. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Damn. Yeah. Poor homeboy was held back. Yeah. So that damn coma. I'm glad he was in college because he looked a lot older. He, he does I was look like, pretty old. He looks old. Mm -hmm. Looks like he the needs actor. to be in college. Like, yeah. I thought they were going to put him in high school at first. And I was like, no. That would not make sense. Yeah. Um, And so he ends up... um. You know, we're getting to the dorm room. We're getting things situated. He's picking a bed. Dad's talking to him, kind of doing the, the regular. Dad's honestly, even for, I guess, being <clears throat> supposedly, like, you know, drifted apart and being this divorcee dad, like, seems like he's doing all the regular dad things, just making some dad jokes, trying to get you situated, trying to be helpful. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to, like, oh, I didn't make the wall. 
yeah. kind of thing. That is such a dad joke. Yeah. Like, that would be such a... That's a very that, dad thing to say. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, half jokingly, half, like, serious. Like, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. that hurts my feelings. But I'm not going to, like... I'm going to make a joke out of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't oh, actually dude. confront our and feelings. And especially here in a men. moment. Here in a moment when he runs to that car. And I'm like, the, the way I've seen my dad do that, like, mm. walk before, like... Yeah. Uh-huh. But any... Uh, and so... Um, we have the whole situation. It's a little bit tense between them. Dad didn't make the wall, so we have kind of this altercation between him and Dalton where there's some words being said. Like, Dalton's... No wonder called. mom divorced you. Yeah, and then dad's <laughs> like, you're an ungrateful little shit. And so, yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. And then, of course, we have Chris coming in, um, who we thought was going to be a guy, but is a girl. And so that kind of throws off the vibes for a whole second. But... Um, We'll talk about Chris later more, I guess, when she comes into play. But I definitely thought she was a really cool, fun inclusion to. Yeah, I thought I thought this was a way to do the comedic aspect so much better. Well, oh yes. yeah, 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 way better, more natural, not forced, not cheesy. Yeah, like and a character that you actually start to care about, especially mm-hmm. when things start happening. Her and I thought at one point, oh fuck, not. Ah, poor Chris is gonna die. Why are oh, they gonna yeah. kill her? That's what I literally thought. Later, yeah, I mean, it looked happening. like she was gonna die. Yeah. Um. And so, we end up, uh, you know, having this whole moment happening between mom, son, and and dad, and then dad, you know, is leaving because it's a little too tense for him, and he's like almost breaking down, which he does in the car a little bit. And also, we have Dalton even having like this like silent mad cry situation happening in his bedroom. Um, and we have, um, I, I guess- couldn't believe the dad really was just going to leave like that after saying all that. And then whenever he was running to the car, I was like, wait, he's going to go back. Not right? gonna go. Yeah. I was like, he's going to go back and fix it and say, I'm sorry, but nope, man just really gets in his car and then puts it in reverse. And he's I was avoidant, like, wait, remember he yeah. the first movie. That's his whole personality. He's avoidant. True. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. What a, you're the adult here, sir. Um, and we have Chris coming back up, and Chris is getting to know um, Dalton just a little bit. Um, and that's whenever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting to know yeah, each other. And that's like, whenever she's like, do you want to blow my hooter? Yeah, and he was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and they get and to- Because she had just taken off her bra, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, she just- Just, random, just very comfortable. She's And it's funny how she, when she came up earlier, too, and she was like, we're a liberal old school, very heavy on the liberal, so- um she ends up basically she's already like my type of person cool vibes like she's like so what's your weird shit yeah we're all weird tell me what you know what's weird about you and he's like you first and what did she say first she um uh oh she puts a monocle on on sundays and And orders takeout in a british British accent accent. yeah yeah um and he's like that is weird and he's like sometimes i eat oatmeal dry which we see dad do later weird yeah that is weird I I've, I would have been like that is that. weird like that that's how do you even like get that down your I guess throat? Your saliva it's so dry. makes it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it seems pretty. No icky. sugar, no nothing. Yeah. Um. And so then we have her talking about how both her parents died when she was ten, and she had to live with her grandma. And he's like, "Oh, I don't remember being ten because I was in a fucking coma." Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, that I nobody had wants to talk viral about. meningitis or something." And yeah, no one will talk about it and stuff. And he doesn't remember anything. And then she is like, "I could have used some meningitis." I love what how she, she said. said. That too. And I was like, "I, I could have oh. used some meningitis." Um, which I, I guess like, I don't is think kinda, you would want that. I think it's comedy that comes from people though too, like who have been through shit. 
Because yeah. anybody who's been through trauma, I feel like, can make tra- light of traumatic events. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well, I yeah, guess. Cause she said her grandma almost yeah. died from yeah. a case of, like, something because yeah. of her athlete's foot. Mm-hmm. Fucked with her brain. And then I guess losing both your parents, I guess I'd probably want to forget that year, too. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we we have them then. Uh, it's the next day. And our da- <clears throat> dad is getting, uh, not getting, he's making a phone call to Dalton because I'm assuming it's the next day. Yeah, it has to be, right? Because it's daylight. And we saw that it was nighttime for them because they went to bed. Right? Yeah. Because that's whenever, my bad. He also has to tell her that he has he to sleep with the night nightlight. Light. Yeah. Yeah, because she was like, they told me I have to stay here for tonight because mm-hmm. he was, dad was like, let me go get this sorted out in housing. And she was like, you know what? Never mind. I'll do it. Yeah. And then she, she comes back. Together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, we have to spend the night together. They said, tough luck about today. Um, tough and titties. Then she, she starts turning out all the lights and he's like, I am afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. And I still need a nightlight. And so yeah. he whips out his nightlight and she's like, are you serious? but whatever it, it was kind of and then also too like why would you have the scariest nightlight it's like this scary green like color like yeah, not, anything that's not like just white or like a light cool blue like red green like that just seems scary yeah um and so then we have uh the next day you know dad is calling him trying to basically apologize through a voicemail and saying like i don't know what's going on but i'll figure it out and then we have uh dalton which looked like he's late, but I guess he's not. He's running up to get to art class, and that's what trying I'm... not to be late. Yeah, we get introduced to our Arma Armistead or Arma I tag or something down. like that. But the art professor. teacher, yeah, the art teacher who is supposed to be like he's super excited to work with her because and... she's supposed to be the best mm-hmm. uh, for what we're paying. Yeah, such a dad. She joke. better be. Uh, and so, um, she we get. You can already tell she's going to be intense. I mean, she's talking to this one student and she's like, rip that up. It looks too perfect, whatever. And he's like, I won't. And she's like, get out, casualty. You already failed. And he's like, I didn't fail. And she's like, yes, you did. The moment that you You decided that you didn't want to rip this up. And she's basically what she's basically saying is like, um, you know, like y'all can always improve. And once you think that you can't, then that's when you're not an artist anymore, essentially. And also any, she says any one can mess. Yeah. Fool can master a technique, but we're not here for technique. We need to try to do things. We need to break the rules. So after we have our artists getting a bit, um, demeaned, I feel like just a little bit, poor kid and walking out. Um, Dalton, who is on the other side of the room, gets his piece of artwork and just rips it up. Rips it in half. And Mm -hmm. it was his picture of grandma, who Mm -hmm. he said looked like she was hiding secrets. Mm -hmm. Um, Which she was. She was, yeah. Yeah. She was having to keep lots of secrets. Yeah. Kind of sounds like mom was keeping secrets her whole life. Poor thing. Yeah, for real. Secrets eat away at people. Yeah. And so, um, the and it's funny because the professor then at that point is like, Dalton, why would you? rip that beautiful picture up <laughs> um and so he's just like uh uh and then she's like uh i think basically One, once more for good measure yeah uh commends him i guess a little bit kind of makes a little you know makes it light essentially um and then we move on to our task of the day which is now um you know put your phones away uh open your minds and she basically says i want you all to 
and it's the very the choice of words i want you all to sink further into yourselves and uh, bring forth your innermost thoughts yeah your your memories tap into your memories and and basically hypnotizes them yeah because she starts counting back from 10, 10 to 1 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 and basically kind of the same process that like his dad went through whenever he was going into the further with the metronome and with the lease mm-hmm. and uh we have him starting to work on his artwork and you can tell he's getting kind of very in the in the in the moment um and he's getting i would say kind of like already it seems possessed in a way the way he's making the door from yeah. you know, memory and stuff and then at that point as we're getting deep into it he starts to get um visibly attacked by a hand that like pulls his hand in and then it, i guess in a way scratched his his palm yeah because then he starts bleeding. bleeding and it gets it all on the the painting as well yeah and she comes up and asks him as well during that mm-hmm. is it keeping you in or out mm-hmm. the door and he was like uh yeah and also too like does she not notice the blood that's like dripping and the no red paint, only charcoal that's by him. But um, I, yeah, I don't know. Because it was his blood, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't it was. red paint. She might have asked him that before the blood happened. Okay. Okay. It might have been whenever he went back to it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time that that happened, dad wakes up. Like, I guess he's in a hotel or no, that was his home. Was he at home? Yeah, somewhere. I, think, I think he was at home. Yeah, he just wakes up. And that's whenever we have um, dad then visiting a sleep doctor, like a sleep study place, because he is getting put in a sleep machine. Um, a little MRI. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever the doctor is explaining to him, like, you know, the process of what's about to happen. We're going to be out here. If you need anything, like, just let us know. Um, and so dad goes into the MRI machine. And um, he you can already tell he's a bit anxious as well, though. And not even like a few seconds in like the machines turns off and we start to see like him freaking out a little bit and then some hands and like this body of a person starts appearing behind him where his head is yeah i really like this part whenever Mm -hmm. i thought it was pretty creepy take it away um, take it away how at the top of the machine as he was already freaking out and you know like it made me feel stressed out too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with him whenever he was squeezing that ball that was supposed to help and no, notify them yeah. to let him out. Yeah. And as you just, you can't really see the creature behind him, but you can see that there is something behind him mm-hmm. and reaching the hand down towards his shoulder. And then he starts looking, tilting his head backwards to try and see behind him. But thankfully he never sees anything. But it makes you hold your breath yeah. while you're waiting to, because you're expecting him to see something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he looks back down, and something's charging him. Yeah. It was like this little demon, it's like patient, patient of some thing sorts. Yeah. coming up and being like, yeah, which is pretty f- fucking scary. Yeah, it was pretty um, creepy too. Tell me, and imagine being in that situation and feeling it crawl over you. Yeah, being trapped like yeah. that, it it kind of plays on a claustrophobia level, mm-hmm. and then lots of other things. It was just. Yeah, it was just creepy. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed this part. I thought it was good. And then we get um him freaking out, of course, and then he gets hops out of the machine, and that's whenever the doctor rushes in. Oh, well, also, I'm sorry. We were also getting on the, like, over the, the like, a speaker, the doctor's voice, but it wasn't the doctor's voice being like, there's something with you. There's something in there with you, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it also said the door is open or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that's whenever he comes out freaking out and the doctor's like, whoa, like, are you okay? And then he's like, 
the, you know josh is trying to explain like you know there was something in here like what was that and then the doctor's like you were asleep all the for lights minutes. went out like yeah. what was happening <clears throat> like i was panicking and squeezing the button thing and no one came to help and y'all just left me in there yeah, yeah. and the doc is like no we didn't like you you were you've asleep. asleep you've for been the asleep past 15 minutes mm-hmm and then that's whenever the doc gets to you know show him his you know basically the results even though he was only in there for 15 minutes but he was like you everything came out normal like you should be okay like there doesn't seem to be anything wrong but he then starts to talk to him about like you know maybe you should check out like your family history maybe there is someone with a mental illness um that might be the reason why you feel like you can't sleep or what's plaguing you what's keeping you up and affecting your memory and the doctor suggests to him that he should play like kids games, um, memory games, um, matching games, matching games. And he was like, you want me to play kids games? And, and he's like, we like, can learn a lot from kids. Mm-hmm. And then that's whenever we cut back to Dotson being back in his dorm room with the artwork. And he once again starts to kind of, I feel like be like uh, entranced by this artwork. Um, and he starts to smear the red from the blood that was on it. Like yeah, around. somehow still wet blood yeah, yeah. all over the door. <clears throat> and it I makes... was like, that's not super realistic, but that's okay. But it's supernatural. Yeah. And that's whenever um, he starts to make it a little bit more red. So it's kind of coming together. I love how also like it doesn't start red. Like it starts to get there gradually until at the end we have this like visibly red painted door. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, um, ends up, I believe sitting back down after it's on the wall and that's whenever the lights go off in his room, right? Yep. All the electricity goes out and then he freaks out. He's freaking out rightly so. And then he uses his little generator to backup generator to power on one of the light bulbs and it's got blood on it though, which is making it look illuminate the whole room red and it illuminates the door and yes. makes it look super red and that's now. whenever i think what gives dalton the idea of like oh that should be red yeah yeah and um, he's like okay that this is all making sense now mm-hmm. and then he looks over and there's this bloody handprint on the sheet mm-hmm. just like in the first movie and he's looking at it and i love how he just gets like a piece of tissue from his backpack that was just sitting there like yeah who, does, who has like some wadded up piece of tissue like that and it then was, yeah tries to scrub at the stain like a tissue is going to do anything dry to blood dry and yeah. then like bl- like in the way he's you're supposed to blot not like scrub scrub blood in yeah yeah i was um, like and then he just takes the blanket and covers it up i was like she she's gonna notice yeah um, and then as he turns around, he gets attacked by a sheet, something in a sheet. This sheet actually scared the shit out of me. Did it? It got me. Mm. Yeah. Whenever it raised up, I was like, damn, damn it. It happens really fast. Yeah, it did. And in the blink of an eye, it's It was over. a good jump scare. Because yeah, then he's just on the ground freaking out. And that's whenever Chris walks in. She's yeah. like, you okay? Um, and then that's and whenever- this was when I wrote, she's good comedic relief. Oh, yeah. Especially- um, she's like you know grabbing her stuff i think because you know she's getting ready to move into that other room but then she's like uh oh she finds that flyer and she's like well you wanted to go to a you want to join a frat and he's like no it's just something my dad did and she's like okay let's go and so they end up going to the party yep um we get obviously all the usual frat stuff there's like some guys part of hazing like passing out diaper pudding and then we have nick the dick giving his like little speech that i love that seems pretty relevant that like people weren't being like yeah 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 like it feels very 2023 like people are like okay dude like we get it people aren't i don't feel like the the 
I don't know. I guess I'm not in frats anymore, but I don't feel like it's all kind of the way it used to be because I feel like there's some like type of woke now yeah society where it's well, there's like, definitely still hazing that goes on though oh i'm pretty sure yeah but i but, mean like in the sense of like all the crowd goers that are at the party aren't like just eating the shit you know what i mean yeah yeah um because he's definitely giving that whole like where men could be men and everybody's like cough We're like okay <laughs> yeah yeah um and we have then a mention of an incident that apparently had happened the prior year before, um, which we will find out a little bit more of. But I love how um, Chris and uh, Dalton are like, okay, this is lame. And so Chris is like, yeah, okay, let's go look through their shit then. So she ends up going upstairs um, and they go trying to find a bedroom door that is open, which they eventually do. And it just happens to be Nick the Dick's room. Yep, it's Nick's room. And she finds his i'm assuming hemorrhoid cream yeah it's or butt something cream. yeah mm-hmm. so she goes and she's like i'm gonna go smear this all over the communal bathroom and mm-hmm. leaves dalton alone in the room yeah and then as he's in there he starts hearing someone vomiting and it was gross yeah i was like can we please stop the sound of this vomiting it was <laughs> starting to like Vomit get to me loud yeah because yeah. you could hear like the chunks falling in and yeah. stuff and i was like Ugh. And now, a word from our sponsors. I love smoothies, but I don't love smoothie bar prices. With my Blendjet 2 portable blender, I can make smoothie bar quality beverages for a fraction of the price. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Yum. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. <laughs> Lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. I do love that feature about it. It is rather nice. It does. Yeah. And it stays pretty quiet. What color did you get? I got black because it matches the color of my soul. Perfect. I got pink because if my whole life could be pink, it would be. We love pink. It matches my water bottle perfectly. It sure does. Yeah. So whenever I carry both, I feel very aesthetic. That's I'm like, nice. yay, got me a nice pink blend jet too. Looking real cute. And it's really yummy with my good smoothie in it. So what are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use promo code BOO12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code BOO12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Did you know you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned the bottle around to actually see what's inside. When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ew, and artificial flavors. 
Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird Superfoods contain no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and no sugars from highly refined corn syrup. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel in to your routine. All Laird products are also made of all-natural whole food ingredients, and they are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code BOO at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. Are you tired of the same old boring puzzles? Mix things up with Wongo puzzles. Each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that will keep you engaged for hours. Plus, their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make Wongo puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind. Wongo puzzles are 100% wooden puzzles, meaning they'll last forever. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun, whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. With stunning design and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. So what are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick your puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code BOO and get 10% off of your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to wongo, W-O-N-G-O, puzzles.com and use the code BOO to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. Wongo. Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, and brain fog. But luckily, there's a solution. Cure! Cure Hydration is an oral rehydration solution that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes and glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water, powder, and pink Himalayan salt and is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO making it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions or preferences. The packets are convenient and easy to use. Just mix with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need a quick and effective hydration boost. Hydration is more than just drinking water. That's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. Lauren founded Decure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mixed to make hydrating easy for everyone. Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they use only the highest quality plant-based ingredients and avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. Ready to combat dehydration? Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use code BOO for 20% off your order. Dalton's such a nice person, man. He's like, hey, bro, you okay? Do you need some water or like, what's up? And then very quickly, we understand that this is not a live person. A human being. This is a ghost because his face is all nasty and like he's got barf all over him. He looks dead. His and his eyes are like the same color as his skin yeah, and stuff. He's just very gray and pallid. And he's uh, crying, like, make it stop, make it stop. And then as he's walking closer towards um, Dalton, he's yelling at Dalton to close the door. Um, which could mean close the door, but later on we kind of find out is more of a deeper meaning to it. Um, and to then close the as, red door. Yeah, as um, Chris comes back in and she's like, whoa, because she, oh no, I'm sorry. Nick comes into the room first. And yeah. that's whenever Dalton goes to hide under the bed. Um, but whenever he does that and Nick goes and leaves, gets his condoms or whatever, um, we have 
Dalton being, um, I don't want to say attacked, but like, I mean, getting scared and spooked by that vomiting ghost because he's like, it was really creepy the way the ghost like popped up popped and it started like the bed. Yeah, and looking, starts. bending over. And then when Dalton tries to leave because he thinks like the ghost is going to come under the bed, the ghost is on top of the bed and then just vomits all over uh, Dalton. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. And this is when Chris comes in and she's like, whoa, are you okay? Um, and then Nick comes back and Chris and Dalton have to pretend like they were kissing and like about to do it so that way they can leave. And then Nick's just a complete asshole. To Chris after this. Yeah, this calls her a clown and stuff yeah. like that. Um, um, and like, yeah, was basically insinuating that she wasn't attractive. And Chris was very attractive. Yeah, she was. She yeah, was pretty. Very pretty girl. But um, yeah. But um, then they get back to his room, mm-hmm. basically. And he <clears throat> falls asleep at his desk while he's working on some artwork. And then he wakes up in the further. And he like wakes up. There's this lantern there. Yeah. And stuff. And he gets up and doesn't really question it at all and no. starts exploring seems the further. Almost, seems familiar, like in a way. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, yeah. I've been here before. Let me do this again. Um, but doesn't know to be afraid of it. Yeah. Um, Just like when he was a kid. Like he was, remember, Elise was like, he thinks they're dreams, so he's not afraid of where he's going. Yeah. And, and so. Exactly. And so that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And he gets up, he goes up the stairs. He goes up to room 323, which is where we figure out that Chris lives now, which yeah. is right above him. And he's kind of watching Chris sleep, which was a little creepy, um, but then starts playing her, what is it called? Her Hooter. Hooter. But, and plays the same song that his mom wrote and that he introduced her to earlier. So there would be only one person who knows to play that song. Yeah. And so she's very like. What? I love whenever she he like first wakes her up and she like wakes up and she says something funny. I do not remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't remember what it but was But it was either. funny to me. Um, And so it's given me that vine energy of like when they pour water in her face and she's like, hello. Um, And so um, after he plays the hooter and she like freaks out, she turns the light on, he, he like drops the hooter and like runs back to his room. Um, And it's funny though. Well, not funny though. It's actually pretty scary because on his way back to his room, you can tell that something's kind of behind him maybe. And then right when he gets to to the door, you see like like, little tail and spindly On all fours. Yeah. On all fours. Yeah. Crawling. Crawling towards him. Behind him, which was pretty creepy. And he wakes up. um, He gets back into his body just in time for Chris to barge into his room being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Were you you just like creeping on me? Like, what are you doing? You watching me sleep. And he was like, I feel like I'm getting like something else is happening. And Mm -hmm. he's like, uh, he's like, I'm not a creep. And he says, like, I'm feeling I feel like I'm getting closer to something or something is getting closer to me. Um, And kind of explaining that something weird is happening here that is a little bit different than he was like, I was asleep basically. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and there was this lantern and I just went to your room and I played the mm-hmm. harmonica chord thingy. And then you woke up and I got spooked and went back to my room. And then now you're here. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, which is all not pretty normal things um, for the everyday person. Um, and so she's obviously kind of like, oh, that's weird. But I love how she doesn't like immediate like. She's like, OK, she's like, cool. <laughs> but then uh, we have cutting to, I guess, the morning time and Josh is waking up and, and he's eating his dry oatmeal, his dry oatmeal. This is whenever he he had walked downstairs and we got a really good visual of a door being closed. And then whenever he comes back up, um, the door is open and it's mom's room. 
and he's kind of taking a look in there. So uh, kind of just adding to more of his layer of his character arc. And then we have him being um, downstairs. Dalton texts him back and be like, I went to the party. He was like, it was lame. And then that's whenever he ever he starts playing the memory game on the wall on the window i was should say um yeah which is like um what is that what is that like flash car is it yeah, just called it was, memory game or? yeah it was just kind of like they were match like, match yeah he was matching things yeah. they, they were like giant flash cards yeah, yeah, yeah. then he was matching together and he was trying to remember the patterns and which and whenever he found the same of someone he was supposed to match it to one that mm-hmm. he already came across yeah um, but he was not doing too well. Not at, at all. This memory game. Couldn't even get one. Yeah. Even if he just saw it. <laughs> like, that sucks. Yeah. I think he had seen Dalton like two before. Yeah. And then still couldn't remember which one. Or I think even when he saw his mom, like his mom, he had just seen his mom and saw a different one and then saw his mom again and he couldn't go back. He to almost it. had it. Yeah. But it, he doubted himself. Yeah. And, and then, at the same time. Yeah. We get somebody standing in the window mm-hmm. um, at that same orange silhouette. And I was like, so I think this is the same person from behind the vehicle, which we don't know who this person is yet. Um, But we see this person standing there and they're getting closer each time that he like moves the little cards out out of the way. Mm -hmm. We see this person getting closer and closer until suddenly they just break through the glass. It's really loud. It's really like, wham, Uh, because I break through and uh, it's a freak's josh out rightfully so and then as he's like trying to look back to see where they are they're right in front of him and then they start to like chase after him and so he has to go all the way upstairs and then get to his mother's bedroom and when he's in there he oh that was me he was like my bad (laughs) (laughs) at the way he uh goes back to his mother's bedroom and then he ends up getting um kind of in the further it, it's like he's in the further for a moment but then not because that because the dude um pushes him into it i guess right yeah he pushes him into the back of the closet wall yeah. knocks renders him unconscious and he i i mean i would That's say he goes into the further yeah. for half a second yeah and finds this box of pictures mm-hmm. and then whenever he comes back to he's like back to be there in the real life. world and they're there and um basically he looks he look and does he look through the photos now um yeah yeah he starts to look through it and, and he's then like, what? that's when you can put together that the person he just saw was his dad yeah and i was like oh well mm-hmm. dad's being awful violent for his first reunited with his son yeah in a while but you had to get his attention yeah um we're back with dalton in art class and that's whenever he starts to um you know, work more on his artwork, I believe. And I think this is a point. him into the darkness of memory again. That's right. And he gets a flashback. And this is whenever he starts to remember and think back on like that time that his dad basically tried to kill them. Yeah. Um, And then we cut to dad. Yeah. This is where it's like, he's looking through the box of things. And then he, we also cut to Dalton calling foster and he's asking him, Hey, like, does anything like, did anything about my coma? Like, do you remember anything about it, basically? And, and Foster doesn't even give him anything. He's like, you should talk to mom. And also, is this what happens when you go to college? Like, you get cryptic. I don't want to go and just hangs up. Um, and that's whenever we get a go back to Dalton talking to Chris about astral projection because she comes into the room. Yeah, and, and she brings Specs and Tucker back. And Elise, yeah. 
and yeah, and Elise. And I was like, Elise only has one outfit, apparently. Yeah, that blue outfit. Yeah, it's um, the only thing she wears. Mm-hmm. And the costume I, department. I, I thought it was pretty cool though for them bringing them back in a way. Um, yeah, I not... thought that was a good modern way to bring them back. Yeah. And then Dalton um, is basically telling Chris, like, I need to find out more information from that ghost that I saw. So we need to go back to the frat house, which also to me was kind of like, why would you, if couldn't you just fall asleep in your bedroom and then like in the further go to the frat house? You know what I mean? He's probably trying to minimize how long he was away from his body. It's true. Um, but you can tell also whenever he's watching the video of Elise and she says her famous keep a steady stride, mm-hmm. um, that he recognizes her because one of the pictures that we saw that he had drawn was at the beginning was mm-hmm. Elise. Yeah. And so you're like, he, he has this flicker of recognition that comes across his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then he goes back to the frat house to talk to Pukey boy, mm-hmm. which they find a bedroom for him to sleep in, which is. Um, once again, like really, what's the word? Um, it seems like they're putting themselves in a lot of danger to BH because like they're going to the frat house, just going into someone's room that they don't know and like trying to fall asleep. But anyways, um, and also they're messing with spirits, but yes, they find a room. She's like, okay, I'll watch over your body. Um, he ends up able to fall asleep like in less than 10 seconds. And then that's whenever he starts to make his way to Nick the Dick's room. But as he's over there, we kind of sense that something else knows that they are doing this and is at the same time, like going after them. So um, after he goes to Nick's bedroom, which the plan is not going that great because like Nick is there. And then like, we have these, this is kind of the one part where I was like, this has nothing to do with it, but okay. Cause Nick then has like, use the restroom and then like the whole interaction with the girl. But then um, we have him, only leaving that situation because Chris starts to call out for him because she feels a presence and rightfully so she starts to get attacked and then that's whenever he feels and senses that she's in danger so he starts running back to his body but before he can get back there like something attacks him through the wall and is yelling at him to close the door right yeah Yeah. and yeah lipstick demons choking Chris Mm -hmm. and um oh yeah because that's whenever he goes into the room and he gets that like nice we get that shot of him seeing it and he's like, oh my God. Yeah. And then Nick the Dick is even in there too, trying to help Chris at this point. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. And like, what is it with you two Mm -hmm. being in this house when you're not supposed to be? Um, But yeah. And then what happens? That's after that. We start to go to, um, we cut to Josh. Josh, Yeah. Cause he's at the, it's like a library or something. He's looking up information on his dad and some public records. Yeah. And Uh so basically, it is his dad that who attacked him, mm-hmm. and apparently he had schizophrenia, and um, he's like just figuring out all this information about his dad, and then he goes to talk with Renee about what happened and mm-hmm. is explaining to her basically that it like he's ending up being like his dad being yeah. absent, and she's trying to explain to him like you're nothing like him, blah blah blah. And how, you know, his dad jumped to his death 40 years ago or something mm-hmm. because he had schizophrenia and was also like. He was an astral projector. Yeah. And there was mm-hmm. a note that said, this ends with me mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. And that was the last note that his mom had from him. And no one really knew what it meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. I think because his dad obviously had this this power of astral projection, and um, 
his dad, obviously at that point, you know, he's he's got to be the same age that his dad was essentially when he took his life. Mm-hmm. But at that point, his dad hadn't had his memories suppressed for all those years. So he'd literally been living with that gift for 40 something years. Yeah. Like untamed and like probably drove him mad at that point. Yeah. And so he probably manifested as or seemed as if it was schizophrenia, but really people just couldn't understand a name on it. Yeah. And then he obviously thought that if he killed himself, that it would all stop there and it would stop affecting the family. But unfortunately for him, it is not the case. And he ended up just killing himself and causing more hurt in the family. But anyways, um, we do have, uh, at the same time that this is happening, he's talking to Renee, uh, Dalton calls Foster, and he brings up the hammer. And this, like, um, uh, what's the word? Unearths a memory with Foster where he's like, wait, a hammer. I have this reoccurring nightmare that dad essentially tried to a- attack us with a hammer. Um, but mom has always told me that that wasn't real and it was a dream that yeah, I made dream. up. Yeah. And so. And all the while he had been painting this picture mm-hmm. with another red door and with somebody in the foreground. Um, and I, at first I thought it was the licking demon mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. that yeah, ghost. I thought that's thought. who it was. Like they had the since, same silhouette. Yeah. And since the dad since Josh like interacted with that demon right before going into the red door, whenever Mm -hmm. he was originally trying to find Dalton and um, stuff, I thought it was that demon. And then this is where Dalton realizes because he's all sudden realizes that he's painted his father in this Mm -hmm. picture and it's his father that's holding the hammer, not someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think definitely probably what added to the, because he also paints it in a way like it paints his father in the most monstrous kind of way that he could see him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not even just him holding the hammer. It's like the the act of like him like and his face swinging. And it and looks even more like it looks like a possessed version of his father. You yeah. Know? That makes sense. Because even the eyes are a little like bolt or whatever the word is. Well, um, and it's only half the face. Yeah. The other half is like still unformed mm-hmm. slash it looks like it's blurred and hazed by memory and stuff. Yeah. And. So, yeah, it's still, like, on its way to taking shape. And then that's whenever um, Josh and Renee are still having that heated conversation. And she basically at that point is like, okay, look, I got to tell you everything. Like, you're not a bad dad. Like, this is what happened. The kids associate their pain with you, Mm -hmm. which is why, like, she's like, I've lied to the kids for years. But basically, this is what happened. And Mm -hmm we can't change it kind of thing. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I've had to live with like basically keeping this all hush hush. And that's such a burden to carry. I couldn't live like that anymore. And then unfortunately for you, the, you know, after effects of making you forget made you hazy and made you distant even more so than you were already. Um, so, and then I love how he's like, he's just mad. And, he, and she, I love how she's like, no, 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 hold up though. Cause you agreed. You thought this was the best idea too. Yeah. And we so, all agreed. Dalton agreed. You agreed. We yeah. all agreed and, that this was the best idea. And so then as that argument is happening, Foster ends up coming in with the picture that was sent to him from Dalton being like, Hey dad, like, was this you? Like what's going on? 
And I love how Josh is like, what do we do to Renee? And I love how Renee looks over at the metronome sitting on top of the piano. Mm -hmm. It's a very big callback to like, and I love that Renee was literally like, one day I might need this again. Yeah. And so we're going to keep it. Yeah. And while all this is happening, Dalton ends up falling asleep Mm -hmm. in his room and is kind of transported back to the basement. Mm -hmm. And he's watching everything happen all again, the whole attack with Josh attacking the family and watching his mom hide Foster and watching him go crawl underneath there to go, yeah, um, go to sleep and stuff. And, um, basically, he's watching it all happen. Dad's got the hammer right above Dalton, and Dalton stops him from the future mm-hmm. and then gets, um, like he tackles his dad right as when the Black Bride's body was getting sent out of. The soul was getting sent out of his body. Yeah, Basically, when, Elise when Elise was killed the lady, killing the mom mm-hmm. of death, the mother of death. Yeah, back. So it was all like all these things happened at once to help save Josh, basically. Yeah, and um, but then as soon as Dalton stops him from the future, he then gets like kind of sucked into the demon's lair. Mm-hmm. And li- I think the lipstick demon looks better this time. He looks less like Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they use like more black paint on his. Yeah, face. it was more yeah. black mm-hmm. instead of red. Yeah, and it wasn't like as bright of a red. It was a the bloodyish red, blood red. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which looked less like Darth Maul. Yeah, and it was pretty creepy how he was like ripping his skin. Yeah, ripping at his flesh and stuff like with his talons mm-hmm. and like kind of it looked almost as if he was like pulling gloves on, but he was just scraping at his flesh mm-hmm. and stuff and like scraping at his face making it all bloodied and extra creepy looking. Um, but yeah, I thought Lipstick Demon looked better this time. Good. Less like Darth Maul, so it didn't bother. And I liked how his face was shown uh, essentially twice very quickly. Mm-hmm. Once when he was attacking Chris, Chris. Mm-hmm. and then once now. Yeah. And then really that's all you see of him. Mm-hmm. So and then at the end. I appreciate, yeah. the hole in the door. But yeah. not even then, because it's like a second. Yeah, I appreciate the lack of him mm-hmm. this go around. Um. But then as all that's happening and since Dalton's down there in the layer um, and I love how even Dalton gets like this, like we see that lipstick face. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, OK. I couldn't fight that one. My bad, you guys. That was the lipstick face. We had a sneeze at um, however many minutes in. At 123. Yeah. Um as I love how Lipstick Face has basically been obsessed with him because he built like basically all these like homages to him, like all the memories of like, you know, when he fell off the ladder and then when he got rescued by his dad and then um, just all these different things. Um, yeah, different his little, little his sick bed, like whenever he was in the coma. Yeah, all these different little like miniatures, but mm-hmm. they weren't miniatures. They were life size, life but... size with like little art mannequin kind of things mm-hmm. um portraying all of dalton's life and uh, well that year of dalton's life that he'd forgotten so i think it was kind of a way to jar his memory more too and help him remember what in the hell was going on during that time yeah um and, and then, it was a good way to quickly retell the story from the first yeah. film basically in like a creative way yeah that adds to the plot and also because i do feel like lipstick demon has been obsessed with him ever since and has like been literally waiting for the moment to like come back and get him 
Yeah. Because it feels like you were you were my captive and then like you got away from me. Um, but at that point, with that happening, we come back to the real world and Dalton comes too, but it is no longer Dalton. That is yeah. lipstick face demon possessing his body. Um, yeah, I was like, mm, this doesn't feel like Dalton. Yeah. Whenever Chris came in and was talking to him and he wasn't responding. Yeah. And then especially once he like. When she's plugging in those lights. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then his face was pretty silly looking yeah um in that like third flash or whatever and uh-huh. then but I like, like how they didn't keep it like that because then when he's in the corner and he turns around it's just basically the eyes and that looked more scary than what was happening what? Uh, yeah, yeah exactly um and so yeah we're in there chris is with dalton but she's kind of realizing oh fuck this is not dalton um and he just like because she turns around and he's gone and it oh, yeah. takes her a second to find him standing in the corner well just... she even looks around in that corner and he's not there yeah and then he magically appears there um and then he like flings her across the room um poor chris and she's like if you fucking touch me again yeah. I will end you. And then that's whenever we have Josh going into the further because he's like, gotta do this again. I gotta go save um, Dalton. Uh, because Dalton, unfortunately, is once again trapped in the layer of lipstick demon. We can see that he is in this like cell made out of chairs turned on upside down on themselves and everything. Uh, and he's shackled to it. And then that's whenever we have um, dad. Dad finds him. We don't get a lot of like how the first one, like, I right oh because yeah we do he's in the darkness and then dad ends up running into um his past his past self with dalton yeah yeah um and that's how he knows how i guess to find the old layer that dalton was in and then we get dalton who um shackled up getting pulled by his dad and then um even at that point i think dalton is very much like because all he has is that recent memory of his dad and that flashback chasing after him and he's like um basically fearful of him but josh is like like we've got to go like i'm here to help you like if you that wasn't me that chased you i was being possessed and now the same thing is happening to you and if we don't go um he's gonna hurt people yeah Mm -hmm. and um all the while while he's getting him and they're trying to escape back in the real world chris has uh dalton's body who's now rendered unconscious Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden these ghosties start coming out of the corner she looks under one bed for some reason oh to click on the lights lights, and then the lights go off underneath the second bed under dalton's bed yeah and she clicks him back on and there's this demon looking person that's there and it honestly looked like nick with his face mask they on. Did. It did i was like is this nick with his face and mask then, well because i'm assuming these are maybe because they're in a college campus these are students that have passed away on campus because yeah. then we get this like acrobatic cheerleader looking girl coming out of like out. a drawer and then it's a horde of a whole bunch of like ghosts coming around them and they're all trying to get at dalton's body mm-hmm. and then while they're doing that, basically the ghosts are coming out there. We flash back to dad and Dalton escaping through the red door mm-hmm. and the dad is holding the door and he's like, Dalton, help me hold this. And Dalton's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> basically. He's like, we don't have time and we can't hold it back. We just have to we keep have going. To go. Yeah. And dad's like, no, I'm basically, it looks like he's going to sacrifice himself to hold the door closed. Yeah. And he says the same thing his father said. And he says, this ends with me. And we even get the dad's heartbeat stopping. Yeah. Doesn't this look like a worm? It does look like a worm. Like a like a Alaskan, like an Alaskan something bull worm. If Patrick was long and tall. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like Patrick too. It does. 
Um, and so we have all of that happening. And then thankfully, just in the nick of time, uh, Dalton ends up getting to the real world in his body and is able to start painting on the door that he had drawn essentially and it's kind of like the physical world meets the spiritual world like it's all connected and so as he's painting this black paint over the door to cover it up it's bleeding into the further and covering up the red door that josh is holding on to yeah at first i thought it was blood i was like blood dripping on the door and then i was like oh wait jk it's paint and dalton is like literally painting the door shut physically and metaphysically shut it yes and then as all that's happening the demon is able to last minute like punch through the door and then it's like grabbing onto josh and we're thinking like oh my god this is it but thankfully because it's getting covered up the demon gives one last look through the door through the hole with his face and then it all gets covered up and at that point josh is able to get back to his body um, yeah, it's but, a belly oh, button. but oh, it does. Oh, it looks kind of gross. Um, and then at that point, because he's walking back, um, and he ends up um, meeting his father, and his father is able to kind of. There's, it, they don't even speak. They say no fucking words to each other. But there's but just like resolution, like a little bit of closure. Yeah, closure to like knowing, like at least Josh knows, like he can empathize, and he'd be like, okay, like you didn't really want to leave me. You thought you were saving me. And I think it's a good moment for Josh as a dad, too, to realize, like, they can only do so much. It does very much look like an anus. Um, And so (laughs) at that point, everything seems to be hunky-dory. Everything seems to be fine. The families are good. We call Josh. He's good. And at this point... um, And I guess, does the dad cross over to the other... There's, like, a bright flash of light. Yeah, it gives very much like like his unfinished business was done and taken care of. And so... It seemed very much like the dad even was at peace. And um, everything seems to be okay the next day. We have, um, you know, uh, dad is leaving and we have mom being like, hey, we'll see you next Friday for, you know, come pick up Foster. But why don't you come to dinner a little earlier? It kind of seems like maybe since they figured this shit out, maybe there could be some reconciliation Reconciliation, between the parents. Because it doesn't even seem like maybe the love was lost. It was just like there's a bunch of heavy shit in between them. That's a lot to cut through. Like. And it seems like Josh definitely still loved Renee. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just was battling all those demons that, like, yeah. unfortunately kind of wasn't even his fault. Because like, at one point, he was like, we could have fought through this together. Mm-hmm. Like, we could have done this together if you would have just, like, told me, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and then he gets out to his car, and Elise is somehow now in the real world. Yeah. Um, and For then spirit. I was like, unless he's still in the further. Oh. Because she told him to keep a steady stride. Ah. which I was like, that would be fun if he came out and was still like Mm -hmm. in the further, but he, or he's dead and he's dreaming all of this. And because then I was like, if he was dead, then he would be able to see Elise. I don't know, but maybe. But it's the way that she said, you'll have a bright future. Yeah. So I don't know. It definitely gives in the further. It definitely gives that there's a lot of possibilities and like stuff for the story to go to. Yeah. Afterwards, but yes, he talks to her, and then she ends up fading away because she was a damn ghost. And then we have him 
we have uh, Dalton putting up a painting and finally dad made the wall. Yeah, dad comes in and he's like, wow, I made the wall. I was like, what, is, what does this note mean? I forgot what happened. All I read, wrote was, wow, I made the wall. Yeah. And was Cause, like. Because Dalton painted a picture what whenever uh, dad had saved him from the further, the, in the fir- at the end of the first movie, which is kind of a sweet, you know, yeah, father son carrying him out. D- carrying Dalton with and, the little lantern and everything. And then we have the end of the movie. And that's all of it. Fixed and nice and great. Um, at the end of the post credits, there is a scene though. It's like two seconds. But oh, I didn't get to it. It's right at the very end, and I didn't know the first time I watched it. I only found it out because I googled it, or I saw it on Google. Sorry, on something um, when I was looking more information up about the movie. And yeah, it it's basically um, remember how there was a red door and there was the light on top of it. Um, there was a light like shining down it mm-hmm. comes back on and it's like flickers that's all oh. so it basically kind of gives like oh it's not not done yet wow it got 38 percent on rotten tomatoes Jeez. and a 5.5 out of, on imdb poor thing yeah not very good no um no. i didn't think it was that bad i didn't think it was that bad either yeah if anything i thought it was really good especially for i thought it was a good tying in all these stories together mature version yeah um and so we um yeah that's pretty much it that's it on insidious the red door the closing chapter two one and two of insidious um do you have any fun facts for us yes i do um the song featured in the end credits is called stay and it's performed by ghosts featuring patrick wilson Mm -hmm. and it's a cover song originally from the band shakespeare's sister The college featured in the film is named after Jane Pierce, who is one of the former first ladies uh, during Franklin Pierce's term. She was an occultist who would hold seances in the White House to communicate with her dead son. So that's cool. Dagmara Dominics, who has a role in the film, is married to the film star and director Patrick Wilson. Hmm. I'll have to click on the name to see who that is. And then in each scene rather than each frame, there is something red. The use of red, of a red thing is subtle and purposeful. Hmm. So there's red. There was a lot of red in the film. Yeah. You could tell. Um, I wonder who. I don't remember seeing her. Yeah, the wife. I'm looking and I don't remember seeing her at what part at all. Oh, she's the, it says priest voice. Mm-hmm. I don't remember there even being a fucking priest in the movie. Me neither. <clears throat> She was in the Count of Monte Cristo. I do not remember. Anyways, yeah, I digress. Anyways, what would you rate this film? 4.5, a 3.8. I would rate this a 4. I'll just do a 4. Solid 4. It's a little bit less for Chapter 2 for me, but in terms of like the storyline... I thought it was really cool and I thought they did a really good way as well as like making it modern as in, like essentially even though it's only it's Jesus only <laughs> now it's Patrick Star it's someone doing ballet the way they're like whoosh. um I uh think that they did a really good job trying to control and move the story in a way that's like wasn't they didn't go too far but then they stayed right in the parameters but they gave me a little bit more we got some new characters uh, it was really cool to see all of the returning cast. Um, 
to see Dalton grown up, to see even Rose Burns have more, like, I loved how when we saw the when the flashback when they were in the basement and she was talking to Dalton I was like wow you can actually see like the natural aging on like her as a mom like it just seemed also real and natural if that yeah. makes sense like yeah um, I thought she looked the exact same she, for I me mean, not yeah for the most part I'm not saying she looked like trash I'm just saying you could definitely old. tell she looked a little older yeah um, no, she looked good yeah she obviously looks good for her age Um, and then she also I feel like had less of a storyline in this movie, but still somehow managed to like hold her own spot as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. I especially love the fact that like mom's always coming through the way she had that backup generator for Dalton. I know. So yeah. sweet. Uh-huh. Moms think of everything. They literally do. Um, and then we have, I really like the whole bringing Josh's dad into it and seeing how like this has been like a family thing, like lineage wise, like Not all of the- fetus. It looks like um, aliens, like the little alien from Aliens in the sack, the face huggers. Um, and so, yeah, what do you think? Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I'm not sure if I liked this film more or less than the second one. Or maybe equal. Maybe equal, yeah. yeah. It again felt like a really good middle of the like run horror film to me. Um, it was overall, I think, a pretty decent film. I think maybe I liked the complexity of the story from the second one more. Um, this one felt like it added a little bit more of resolution to things and like tied up some like loose ends and stuff, which was nice. Um, but again, there wasn't a whole lot of story other than like plot, other than them just like trying to beat this demon. And mm -hmm. again, the lipstick demon didn't really, wasn't hard to fight off. No, not at all. So there was nothing really, there were no stakes. Um, but I thought overall that the music choices were a lot better not as on the nose. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I, th I liked all the red imagery and everything that was in each like frame or whatever scene they said. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought that was cool. I think, I think it was a pretty good, pretty good third, third movie to the film. I haven't mm -hmm. seen, well, apparently I've seen part of one of we don't know which one which one yeah but it's um, a 50 50 it seems like a pretty good movie to me mm -hmm. i don't know i didn't hate it so <laughs> it's coming far from the first one so yes. yes yeah like i mean <clears throat> honestly they did a much better job on the second and the first one the first one was just so hard for me to get through and I, I, I just could not get past Lipstick Face Demon. And in this one, they did a much better job. I, if Lipstick Face Demon would have looked like this mm -hmm. and had less screen time as he did in this film, mm -hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it much more. Mm -hmm. But they just showed his face so many times. And, I, and his face was just so bright red, yeah. like candy apple red instead of blood red. I think this one they did a better job of making him seem a little bit more menacing. Yeah. Like not showing his hips feet was probably like 
a, a good choice to you because that made it seem a little bit more comical. Yeah. I feel like as well, this one, we basically just kind of got like a silhouette-ish, like with him in that tail chasing after Dalton and then just the Chris moment and the end moment. So yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then when he comes and he's like, makes himself present to, to dad, but that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, and I liked rating? his like ripping at his flesh too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. I think I did still like the second one more. Mm-hmm. I give that a 3.5, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'll give this one a 3.2. Yeah. What my original one was for the, it's a good middle of the road horror film. Mm-hmm. Good middle of the pact. It wasn't my favorite thing I've ever seen, but I definitely don't feel like I'm less of a person for watching it. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. I'd recommend it to people. And I never thought I'd say those words. I I like the second one. Good amount. Yeah. The second one was pretty good. And I even feel like, honestly, if you were to watch the third one without necessarily even watching the first or second one, you'd still be in good shape. Yeah, really. <laughs> they do a pretty good job it of doesn't... kind of connecting some moments for you and then in its own, its, its own story as well. So you don't have to necessarily watch those other ones. Hmm. But it does add to it, I feel like, obviously. But yes, that is our take on Insidious Chapter 3, but not 3, The Red Door. The Red Door. <laughs> Sorry if we sound a little bit haggard at this point. We did two shows today back to back. Back to so back. we're coming right at the end of our, our wits here. But once again, as always, we're in the lovely Red Media Network studio. That's right. They take great care of us. Really good care of us. You can listen to our show and many other shows on RoadMediaNetwork.com. Or you can listen to us and all those other amazing podcasts on a slew of podcasting platforms, the biggest two being Spotify and also Apple. But wherever you do listen, don't forget to rate, review, like, and subscribe. That's right, because that's the only way we can get ahead in this world. And word of mouth, tell your friends, tell everyone. And then get ready, because next week starts our kickoff of spooky season, right? This one spooky will come season, out at the October end of September. Fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll start our spooky season back-to-back, two episodes a week. And we'll with figure some out listener requests. with some listener requests in there and we'll get that scheduled to you. So that way you can watch along with us and let us know your thoughts on any of the films that we're going to cover. So if you want to do that and let us know, and if you want to see what we are going to cover, we mm-hmm. will post that on our Instagram and that is at, at Boo Bays podcast. And that's at B-O-O-B-A-E-S because we're your Boo Bays, not your Boo Babes. And until next time, you guys. Until next time. Bye, babies. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.